Welcome to episode 7 of the Colorful Kid Podcast. We're back after a month-long break. Tonight we got Flo, we got Alvaro. Month-long break, reason why? Baseball season got away. Me and Flo, Cubs fans, for some reason, Cubs made the playoffs, they won a playoff series, and then they ran into Alvaro's New York Mets. And how did that World Series turn out for you, Alvaro? We gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. When I asked for questions for the, for the podcast, someone asked, why did the Mets lose the World Series? So let's get that out of the way. Why did the Mets lose the World Series? The, the fans want to know. Somebody really asked that? Someone really asked that. I, I will send you the tweet, but someone I, literally sent me the tweet. I need their uh, their name so I can block them and report them. Also, <laughs> we did a hit. We had the pitches. We had the pitches to win, and... We just couldn't hit the ball. We got the last game. I think we had three hits of a guy that had a over five ERA. That's trash. You can't do that. So our backs, our bats died. That's what we lost. Hey, Alvaro, from uh, me and Flo. Wait till next year, man. Wait till next year. <laughs> yeah, and we're not gonna make it. If we follow the pattern, we'll be back in the World Series in 2031. Perfect. That's where the Cubs have a couple World Series. All right. Anyways, back to soccer. <laughs> Let's start off with uh, Champions League action that happened today. We had uh, Raul Jimenez and Benfica with a 2-1 victory. And we had Guardado Moreno with a 2-0 victory. And um, good Jimenez, very active. Once again, does, does all the little things, but he couldn't get a goal. He got an assist. He played well in the other goalie, Muslera, for Galatasaray. Played out of his mind, kept it close, but uh, he didn't. Jimenez didn't score a goal. Hasn't not scored a goal for Benfica since August. Should Mexico fans, Benfica fans, be worried, Flo, or do you think, hey, he's doing all the little things, the, the goals will come? Um, I think as long as the he keeps doing the little things, the goals will come. As long as he keeps getting playing time. Um, I thought I was I, I thought it was a good good sign that he's uh, starting in the Champions League. And he played well. You know, he was unselfish in the box to you know cross it over to his teammate um, for the for the goal. He could have easily you know try to have a shot on goal there himself, um, but he you know he did the right thing, crossed it over to his teammate um, for the easy goal. Uh, so I think you know I think the goals will, will will start to come. I think Jimenez brings something a little bit different than all the other goalies in the pool. I think he's a little more physical. He's a little bigger. Then, uh, then Chicharito, Vela, Gio, Tecatito holds out the ball well, and he, like everyone's saying, he's very, very active, and he proved invaluable in that uh, Confed Cup game, didn't he, Alvaro? Yep. Um, I just think you know he was he got denied what twice by Muslera, but like you guys said, he was doing the little things, and he clearly not selfish. He gave up the assist in the box. So I think it's, uh, it's all good for him, you know. He's just going to keep getting better. You think he's going to get called up? Yeah, I think so. Start it out. So, Osorio's call-up list, he said so himself, is going to be announced on Monday, November 9th. So as we go through these players, we'll we'll try to figure out if they're going to be make the call. So up next we got Guardado Moreno. Per usual, Guardado... 90 minutes, Moreno, 90 minutes. They both played very well. 
Bernardo even picked up an assist. Um, I believe him and Moreno were two of the higher rated players for PSV. Guardado, captain. How how do you think Guardado is going to fit in in um, Osorio's system? I think he's obviously he's an automatic starter. But you think in the, I think maybe they might be playing a 4-3-3, rumored. You think he'll sit in that D-Med spot, Flo? Um, that's a tough one. I think with our pool of talent, um, I think we have so many people that could fill that position that he might maybe better use somewhere else. Um, because, you know, Guardado is so versatile. He can, he could play where, you know, many different positions on the field. Um, we have, you know, other people that can, at least two other pe- people that we're 100% confident in that can play that center defensive mid spot. Um, that I just think he he would fit better somewhere else. Who are those two guys? Gallito and Jonah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember when uh, Moreno made that move to PSV and people were saying he'll step down. Well, I think he's proven he is. that was a great move for him. Alvaro, do you think that... Uh, you think... Well, I, I think he had one of the better moves this summer. Don't you think? Yeah, that was that was a good move. And when people were questioning it, you know, all I think everybody, all three of us, Said it was a good move for Moreno. You know, he's a uh, he's good with um the other center back. What's his name? Um, Bruma. Bruma. Yeah, they make like a good partnership, and he's been like a you know a key part of their back line. He's playing well. You know, it's good for good for him and it's good for the national team. His passing. I look at the stats after every game because I'm a stats nerd, and his passing is always high nineties. He always completes a lot of his long balls and. It's just amazing. And Guardado today, he's Guardado was sitting so far back because PSV was trying be defensive at first against Wolfsburg, and he, Guardado was sitting so far back. His base, his average position was pretty much right next to Moreno. But that's how PSV plays. They give Guardado the ball and say start the attack. Because when Guardado was out for that whole month, PSV looked really bad. They, I think they even they barely beat fourth division Dutch team like they were just not good without Guardado but Guardado Moreno two automatic call-ups I think both are starting Guardado's going to keep his captain's armband those guys are safe and going forward I think they are going to be a big reason why PSV is going to be right there neck and neck with Ajax for that Eredivisie title uh, tomorrow we got Chicharito and Bayer Leverkusen against Roma we got Poor 3 Playing against uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv. And then, a little unknown, we got this guy, Alan Pulido, playing. I don't even know who they play. I think they play. I forgot, I forget who they play. But uh, Pulido's yeah. gonna. He's probably not gonna play, but I don't know if anyone paid attention. He made his debut, finally, for Olympiacos. Played 15 minutes the other day in a small cup game. So, whoever had any money on him actually playing the game this year, congratulations. <laughs> but Chicharito Flo we were there we watched that game on Saturday he is just clicking the last month for Bayer Leverkusen yeah I thought it was interesting how he was playing he was, it looked like he was playing out wide for a lot of the game um, which is not usually where, where we see him but you know he's in form he's he's uh, he's starting to bury those chances and I think the more and more playing time he gets he'll just start to bury more and more of those chances. He still is missing a few here and there, um, but for the majority of the time now, he's you know he's burying his chances. 
Chicharito, I think when we do the next uh, top 25 in a, about a week or so, he's going to have to be top three. He's been a little on the outside, but I think his goal scoring, his, his overall play, and he's been plugged right in. He's just, he took over for Kiesling. I remember a lot of people were saying Kiesling mm. is going to be the number one guy and Chicharito's going to have to break in slowly. Well, Schmidt, as soon as they got Chicharito, after the first two games, he's been playing 80 minutes a game, basically. So I think Chicharito going to start tomorrow. Rumored to start. I don't I don't see why he wouldn't start. It's going to be a tough game for Bayer Leverkusen there. Kind of up and down. But I think they have enough to see it through to the next uh, group stage. Uh, we got Porto tomorrow. Alvaro, you think the, we're going to see all three Mexicans? Uh, I think so. It's rumored. Um, I think Pecatita might not start. But um, it's rumored that Herrera's going to start. And Layun's a starter always, so uh, pretty sure they're all, they're all going to play. I just don't know if Tecatito's going to start. Yeah, Lopetegui said some interesting things the other day, saying that he had been resting Herrera lately and trying to keep him out of the Mexican media spotlight. I thought that was a little interesting. Not the fact that he was resting him, but the fact that he would talk, mention the Mexican media. But we were talking before the podcast even started. Herrera's been playing nonstop since 2012. 2012, he had the Olympics. 2013, he had the Confed Cup. These are the summers. 2014, had the World Cup. 2015, had the Gold Cup. And before this Gold Cup this last season, he had like over 40 games played for Porto last season. So he's been a workhorse. So I, I can see the fatigue thing. The Mexican media comment was a little odd to me, but if there's a team in Europe that's used to the Mexican media, it's Porto, since they have three of them now, and they got Guadinho, they got Govea, they're opening up an academy, rumored, they're doing camps in Mexico, so I'm excited for Porto, for Porto investing in Mexican talent, that should be great going forward. Layun, um, Corona, and Herrera, automatic call for you guys, they're going to make the roster next week? I, yeah, I think you have to call up all three, without a doubt. Any question for you, Alvaro? No. Automatically. You know, they got called up. They're playing together. They're going to gel well on the national team. There's no reason not to call them up. Any, even if uh, Herrero's struggling a little bit for minutes at the moment? Uh, I still think he has to call up. Yeah. Ever since the Gold Cup, every time he's played for Mexico, he's played well. Yeah, he's kind so. of on that geo status right now, where he's doing well for the for his national team and struggling a little bit for his goal, for his uh, club. But I agree, all three starters, maybe not three starters, but all three call ups for sure. Um, believe that we mentioned him. He's actually going to play against Dinamo Zagreb's tomorrow. I don't know if he's even in the call up. They haven't announced anything, so we'll see. I'm shocked he actually played in an official game for. Olympiacos. Anyone else shocked that that actually happened? Yeah, well, it was just for 15 minutes. I mean, I'm shocked that he just actually saw the field. Yeah, I thought there was like legal issues or something behind that, so I figured he was just gonna ride the bench until they figured all that out. I mean, he's been making the bench. That's what I'm. I'm even surprised about that. He made the bench against Arsenal in Champions League a couple weeks yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, we'll see what happens. If he's making the bench, then I don't see why they wouldn't play him. I mean, yeah. if he's if he's earned it. But if he wasn't making the bench, then I'd be a little more surprised. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, who knows? This case has just been ridiculous for the last, what, 18 months now? It's kind of a joke. I'm really hoping January window, it gets worked out where someone pays somebody and it just, it just dropped because it's he's pretty much lost two prime two prime years of his career to this now. Two seasons, at least. I hope it like, goes back to Chivas. 50%, right? Yeah. Half of him. Did Chivas actually pay something for that, or did they just say, if he comes back, we'll pay you this for his rights? I don't know. I feel like Vergara <laughs> wouldn't pay anything. He just did it for the for the fans. I mean, they would shut up. But I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure if they actually paid anything. Yeah, I don't know. But hey, fifty percent, Chivas, you can always hold on to that. <laughs> um, we do have one Mexican in Europa League, Jonathan Dos Santos, and he's been a slow start to Villarreal this year, but he has been. Come, he's come on strong and become. Anytime they put him in the middle where he prefers to play. He's his last game in the Europa League. He was almost man of the match. He was flawless. And uh, Villarreal is struggling a little bit. They were first place for a while in La Liga. We all knew that wasn't gonna last. But yeah, Jonah, he's one of those guys, Flo, you were talking about that can slide in right to the middle. Mexico's formation. Yeah, you know, I'm a little disappointed he didn't, you know, play more uh, under Tuca, but. Again, with what he showed in the summer and what he showed at um, in La Liga, I, I would have no problem with him just sliding in there to the starting lineup, starting eleven, at that central defensive mid position. Alvaro, if you had to pick between Jonah or Gallito, D mid, who do you pick? Uh, I go with Jonah just because of the level that he plays at is a superior level than to what uh, Gallito plays at. True, true. Go away, Jonathan. We got a couple other Europeans. Um, Real Sociedad. Finally, Vela scored a goal. He did. Finally. <laughs> the game was at 5 in the morning, so I don't think anyone in America saw it live, but he had two goals. <laughs> and I'm kind of getting tired of the rumors with uh, Vela. Have you guys heard the rumors? He's going... To- MLS, he's going to Barcelona, Inter Milan now. Throw Inter in there? Yeah, no, that that was like the rumor out of Italy about a week and a half ago. Oh, crap. So. Yeah. I hadn't heard the Inter Milan one. Oh, no, yeah, it was a week and a half ago it popped up. That'd be surprising because a lot of Italian teams don't have very much money, but. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's not in his best form right now, so I don't imagine that Sociedad would be getting the most money they can get for him. So it just seems like a weird time to be selling him. I don't think they want to sell him, but if he wants to go, you have to sell him. But I I think he'll finish out the season with Sociedad. I was a little surprised the last couple games, Diego Reyes, one of them, he was not even even in game day 18, the other one he was uh, not, he didn't start. I, I haven't heard anything reason why or maybe just David Moy trying to switch things up, but Reyes has been one of the better center backs in La Liga for the first couple of months, so I'll have to look into that and see what happened. But Reyes, I'm just so happy he's finally playing. No more of riding the bench at Porto. Would have been kind of cool to see four Mexicans, but <laughs> I'm glad uh, he's seen some more time elsewhere and 
flow, you think he's going to be in a, he's going to be he he has to be an automatic starter at center back with Moreno. Yeah. yeah, I think he's an automatic call up and he's an automatic starter with the form he's been at, been in, in La Liga, getting consistently ninety minutes and consistently you know playing well every game. Alvaro is Vela call up. That's tough. Um, really? He's not informed. Like, but I'm I'm sure they're gonna call him up. He might not start just because of the form he's in. But he'll probably get called up. I think he. You guys think you guys think he's an automatic call up? Well, maybe not auto- automatic call up. I think, but do you think he starts? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on the formation. Yeah. But I think he could start in a couple of different formations. I mean, if we go to the four-three-three, he's a perfect, you know, guy in the wing. Yeah. Uh, a wing forward, so to speak. He can go on the left or right. Mm-hmm. But I'm his, with, his current I'm form, like his current form, makes it questionable. I mean, he had two goals last week. Yeah. After how how long? That's true. Well, today in an interview, or in the last couple of days, he said he he's not really concerned about scoring goals. He said he doesn't worry about it. So, mm. I mean, it's tough for him because he is the attack. Like I, on the one hand, he gets fouled every game. Every team centers on him, so every team knows you shut down Vela. You pretty much shut down. So we also say that's attack. So tough. Another uh, Europa we have, Rafa Marquez, he's hurt. Um, I think believe this morning Hellas Verona said it was a hamstring injury. This injury timetable was to be decided, so I, I'm, I'm going to assume he's, he's not going to make the the call up next week for Osorio. Yeah, so I saw a tweet earlier that said um, I think he was officially ruled out yeah. for the call up. I mean, going forward... Yes, I mean, he is right on the cusp. We should be moving away from him. We've been saying that for the last cycle, I feel like. But it's kind of time to slowly push him away. Maybe bring in another young center back. I know you guys like Salcido from your Chivas. So. Yep. Yeah, I think with the, with how well Reyes is playing, my in my might finally be the time to actually push away. At the same time, if Marquez is not in the call-up, I really don't want to see a three-man back line. Yeah, I've been saying I'm really... it for months. We we can't play without him. He just he he is the glue that holds that formation together. I'm really hoping we don't have a five in the back or three in the back lineup. Osorio's been known to play it though. Yeah, but I've also heard that he he's flexible with his uh yeah. he goes with what what he has. He's very what, pragmatic, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just keep talking about Osorio. Like we said, the lineups are coming out next Monday, eleven nine he said, and I'm sure next couple of days the leaks will come out from the European teams as it always does. Um I can't, it always happens. Like the three or four yeah. days before the list list comes out, I always see these tweets from Malaga saying, oh, thanks. Ochoa's going to go get some playing time. Or Villarreal. 
Not this time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one guy. You think he's coming? Ochoa? No, I, I, I saw an article that said he's not getting called up. I, I keep hearing it both ways. I'm not I, sure. I saw it on the... Well, I saw it on Medio Tiempo that said um, Ochoa wasn't getting called up for the games. At the same time, Osorio was saying that you had to respect the importance of Ochoa to Mexico. I think he gets called up. At the very least, call him up, let him play against El Salvador, which, I don't know if you guys have been following, but they might send their C, their C or their D team to play Mexico. Their players are kind of on strike with the Federation. There's a bunch of issues there, so I'm not even sure what, bring, what team they're going to bring to the Azteca. There you go. Let Ochoa play them. <laughs> uh, another thing, because Osorio has been on this little tour visiting teams. He visited Europe a couple, like a week and a half ago. This past week, he's been going to the Liga MX games. He said that in his eyes, he doesn't consider Layu in a left back. That kind of caught me by surprise. Um, who else will we have at left back, a left wing back? That you would actually put out there and be like, oh, okay, let's let's see what he can do. Left back. Torres Nilo. Torres Nilo is the first one that comes to mind. Torres Nilo. And uh-huh. <laughs> trying to think who plays left back on Chivas, cause... but they wouldn't get called up. Yeah, I don't know who else you'd put left back. Was uh for the under twenties? Um, what's it called? Doesn't uh, I mean, I mean he probably never make the <laughs> the the senior team, but uh, doesn't uh, what's his name? Kevin Gutierrez play left back? But you gonna throw him in World Cup qualifiers already? Say what? You gonna throw him in? Uh, cause I mean, I mean we're playing El Salvador, but it is a World Cup qualifier. Mm. Not friendly. It's not. I'm one just of trying. Little... I'm just trying to think of another left back I know. <laughs> Miguel Miguel Ponce, but he hasn't been starting on Chivas. Yeah. If you can't start on Chivas, what do you make thinking of starting Mexico's national team? No, I'm just like thinking off the top of my head, left backs that we've had. I mean, who have we even called? Who's the last guy we started at left back that wasn't in a friendly? Uh, tough. I mean, Pizarro, he plays right back. In other words, we don't have very many options. No, we don't. So I don't know what that means. What he? Why would he even say that? That, but I still think you call you call up Layun. But if you call him up and you don't think he's a left back, where the hell is he gonna play? Probably left mid. Yeah, I mean, I've always looked at Layun. As someone that can play left back or left mid, um, but with the national team, we just we have, you know, Guardado to play left mid, and we we have a big hole at left back, so he's just always slotted in there well. But I've always thought Layun has the versatility to play, you know, not only left back but left mid. And he can play right back. He's played left attacking, mid right attacking mid. He even played center mid for Watford. Last yeah, mm-hmm. and he did he did pretty well. Yeah, I, yeah mean, I was about to bring that up on Watford. He he played in the mid, so we know he can. He can, but 
It's almost like I'd rather see other options play those positions and keep him at left back. It's got a. Uh, what about a. Uh, uh, Dedos. Dedos Lopez? Yeah, they play. Has he ever played left instead of right? He's a, no. he's a he's a right back and and he started as a forward so uh, I don't think we should experiment there. He's pretty much a, <laughs> he's pretty much a wing back really. Yeah. He's pretty much like Layun. <laughs> there you go. Just put him at the left side. That worries me. But looking at left backs on the on the FIFA app for Mexico, <laughs> and, like there's nobody I would start. <laughs> Once it comes up, Torres Nilo comes up. I like Torres Nilo. I, I will say that. I like him. I do like Torres Nilo. I've always know. liked him. I feel like he always gets cooked on the national team. You got, you got um, Aris Hernandez from Chivas. He's our left back, I think. Let's play. Just play a 3-5-2 and have no fullbacks. <laughs> I think at one point we even played Aguilar as a left back. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. So no. we'll see. We'll see where Layun. You have you have to call him up. But if you don't consider him a left back, is he gonna start? I don't know. So we'll see about that. Another thing to keep in mind with these qualifiers is Osorio. These are, I mean, El Salvador at Azteca. That we should win that three four zero. So. Who else? Do you think he's gonna experiment a little, or he's gonna bring, or he's gonna keep the same base? players that you know that won the CONCACAF Cup slash Gold Cup do you think he should keep those same base players and maybe bring a couple different guys but keep that core together I think so well I think for the most part the players that were you know at the you know at the game versus United States were for the most part the best players we have to offer so I think we need to keep those you know that as our core for the most part um, but I would really like to see him call up some of the younger guys. Well, yeah. Well, we have, that's one of the questions we got. Which of the sub twenty twos, you know, U twenty two, U twenty three guys, you see him calling up? I think I know well, who you're gonna say, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, my guy, the guy I always bring up uh, is Chucky Lozano um, or Herbin Lozano, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I, I really like him. Liked him for a while. Um, I would really like to see him get called up for these uh, for a friendly. Is that anybody else? Um, you already know who I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I was going to say that, but I'm going to leave it for Alvaro so he has something to say. <laughs> um, let's call his teammate, um, Eric Gutierrez, maybe, as well. Yeah. All right, Alvaro, say it. Who do you want to call from the U22s? My boy, yo. That was Lopez. <laughs> Yeah, so he's going to make it eventually, so, you know, might as well ease him into the transition. Now, do you see him as a right-back midfielder? I, I think they'll keep him at right-back. He's playing but winger, they, too, so... They can could, they could move him up, but I think they should just leave him there. You're he's not going to say the other one? What happened? What about the other one, Alvaro? You're not going to say him? What other one? Salcedo. Salcedo? Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's a given, like. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's gonna. I want him to get called up. He should get called up. Yeah, and you bring him in since uh, Marquez can't come in. 
Brandon yeah. Salcedo. Why replace, not? Replace him with Salcedo. Replace is a strong word, but yes. I mean, for the for the moment, no. Yeah. If you're not, you you have the roster spot. Might as well put him in. One guy I would love to see. There's two guys I would love to see get called up soon. One of them, you know, one of it's Chucky's teammates because Pachuca has like half Pachuca and uh, Chivas have half the U22 team. I feel like. Yeah. But um, Bonchito Gonzalez, Atlas. Oh yeah. He's an mm. exciting player. Yeah. He's loves being on the ball, going after people. Love watching him play. And the other guy is uh. Uh, Rufo Pizarro, Pachuca. Man, oh, did I say? Oh, I mean, Ponchito's an Atlas, but Pizarro and Pachuca. He's fun to watch too. I, I've, I've loved. I would want. I've been wanting to watch him play at uh, wing back for Mexico when we said the three-five formation. With the well, I guess the five, five in the back, wing back. He's good. He. I would love to see him get a call up, see just to see how he's doing. He's t- he's only twenty years old. He just turned twenty. Um, scratch that. He just turned twenty one, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. So he's young. But I, I want to see what he's got. I want to see what he has. What he has to offer. Especially if we do try the five in the back with the wing backs, I would love to see him get a shot. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree with everyone. Everything that everyone said, I I would I would love to see all those guys get called up. I don't know about all of them, but you know, I would love to see a pick from those guys get called up. I don't want to see too many guys get called up too too soon. You know. Hey, if if El Salvador or whoever the hell is calling their D team, yeah, I say throw them in there. <laughs> and there's one thing I've been wanting Mexico to do for a while. Um, they usually just call up two goalies, maybe three sometimes. I want them to call an extra goalie in a camp, a young goalie. And I'm not saying you bring, you call him up with the expectation that he's going to play, but just call him up. Let him run through camp. Let him take get the experience. Like all of, I've been wanting Tonio Rodriguez to get called up just, just for the camp. Just He's a young goalie, you know, 23 years old, 24 years old. I just get call up, let him let him run around, you know. I mean, Mexico's goalies getting a little bit up there in age. Yeah, it seems like our goalies are always playing for the national team when they're in their early thirties. I mean, that's fine. Goalies goalies age differently than field players. Yeah, yeah. But Ochoa just turned thirty. Talavera is a little bit younger. But we're talking about uh, Corona got hurt. Uh, Jose Jesus Corona, he's six months, I believe, his injury. Shit. So, and then Munoz is 35 years old. And he got hurt this weekend. I think he's fine, though. But, yeah, Talavera's 33 years old. So we don't have any goalie in their 20s. So, call up Tonio. See what he's got. I'm a fan of him. I I know you guys maybe are a little on the fence, even though you're Chivas fans, because sometimes he makes some mistakes. But nah, he's, he's improved a lot. Like yeah. He's making... Um, I'm a fan now. Before, you know, he would make mistakes every other game, but it's, you know, the process of growing up as a player. Yeah, I was disappointed that 
Chipple started uh did not start him last season. No, I was I was okay with that <laughs> at that point because I, I don't know I was always a Mitchell fan and I always wanted him to start for the national team too. But I mean we were we're still in the relegation battle, but we were really bad last year, so yeah, we needed we needed a solid goalkeeper in the back and a veteran presence. And Sonia wasn't wasn't like the best move. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. see any surprises in his uh, call up? His first call up? Anyone you see? Any big surprises? Ochoa. Is that really a surprise though? At this point. I mean, it's a surprise. He hasn't been called up in a while. That's true. Well, besides Ochoa, do you see him dropping anyone or calling anyone up? Mm. I guess. I guess the, the real question: Do you see him dropping anyone? Well, I guess it's Gio. Let's talk about Gio. His season is done. I don't know what his plans are, if he's going to train with some different with a different club or something, but Gio's season is done until February, pretty much. They got knocked out of the playoffs already? They lost the opening uh, the opening round. It was like the a knockoff game. Winner goes home. They lost. What happened to them like, running through the MLS? I don't know. They just, they were so good for like the first six weeks after they got Gio, and then the last six weeks they were terrible. Do you think he gets called up? No one's willing to commit to the Gio call-up? Uh, I don't know. He's not banged up, is he? No. First one he was banged up. He was for the last call-up. But... Not this one. I mean, he he would be healthy. Yeah. I mean, well, mm. yeah, that's how pretty much everyone feels about Gio right now. No one knows. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough call. I mean, you could call him up. I mean, I, I don't see him as a starter for sure. He's not no. a starter, but no. you can call him up. Yeah, I don't see any surprises. I think he's going to keep it the same base players. Maybe add a guy or two here or there depending on injuries or their club situation but yeah we'll see so we talked about this before the podcast flow top 10 mexican players not necessarily your whole list but who do you, who's moving up and i'm guessing chicharito's moving up well i don't remember where i had chicharito last time but it was probably close right now i'd have chicharito number two I'm at, I think last time I had him number three, so obviously he would have moved up. Um, another player that I think moved up, for me at least, is uh, Layun. I know last time I didn't even have him in my top ten. I would say he's definitely in the top ten now. Overall, let's just say in your bigger list, who's falling? Uh, Not necessarily just in your top ten, but like in your top 25, 20 players, like who do you see that's just been going down last month? Um, well, the guy we just talked about, uh, Gio, um, I mean, at, at first, you know, he did really, he was doing really well, um, but it, like you said, it just kind of went south. I stopped hearing about him. I stopped hearing about him scoring goals, picking up assists. So I would say maybe Gio's going down, even though Vela just scored two goals. I, you know, he hasn't consistently put it, consistently put it together. And of course, the the man that's not getting any playing time, Ochoa. Who? 
Alvaro, same question to you. Who you got moving up? Do you have Dedos Lopez as a top two spots already or no? <laughs> no, he's still towards the bottom, but Chicharito definitely moving up. Uh, guy I didn't give enough credit to last time that we did this was uh, Jonathan Dos Santos. You know? He's moving up. He's stepping up for Villarreal. Layun is stepping up. Decline. Maybe Tecatito. But not, just because, you know, he cooled off, but he's still playing. He's yeah. still he's still contributing to the team. He just got off to a really hot start, and we just thought, you know, he was going to settle down eventually. Um, who else? Besides that, Gio, you know, Vela. So just, they just got to get back in form. You see anyone who has played well in the last month that has moved up to, like, the national team fringes. Maybe someone who didn't get called up last, but you say if you if he gets called up this time, you wouldn't be too shocked. Yeah, one Delos Lopez called up. <laughs> <laughs> the the Delos Lopez podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. If no, if no one has figured, if anyone has a Delos Lopez jersey they want to sell, hit up the colorful K. We'll get Alvaro his jersey. By his yeah, hero. yeah. I asked um, I asked uh, what's his name, Chiba nineteen oh eight on Twitter. Yeah. He said he was going, and I DM'd him, and he never replied to me. He he didn't go because uh, oh. the oh right right because hurricane. hurricane right right. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was gonna keep it for himself. <laughs> no, he wanted to go. I was talking to him. I was like, dude, you need to cancel your flight. So he did. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that the hurricane was that weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, my I'll, I'll I'll get mine eventually. Yeah. Uh, well, it'll go well with your Chicharito Bayer Leverkusen kit. Yep. Um, last month I had Chicharito number four on my list. He's number two now behind Guardado. Um, Herrera moving down hasn't really played much. Jimenez I think he's going up. Two guys I, w- I would like to see. Well, one guy I would love to see called up, and he would have got called up last time. But uh, Gulit Pena. Yes, that's who I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. He's been playing well. He I think he only didn't get called up was because of injury. Yeah. So, but yeah, in 2013, he was the guy. Borussia Dortmund was allegedly after him. We hit a couple of Bundesliga clubs looking at him real hard. And then the second half of 2013, he's just started declining. Just He's not been the same since, but the last couple of months, he's been back to his old self, box to box, scoring goals, assist. And that hairstyle, man. Allstate <laughs> could sell some of those wigs. <laughs> Could just use could, they can just thin out some of those um, Memo Ochoa wigs. And then uh, Lalo Herrera, Pumas. Oh yeah, he's, he's been doing well. I don't know where you put, put him up. He kind of reminds you of Jimenez. Like, isn't he's that tall, physical force? So, but I, I like seeing it called up. Maybe, you know, maybe on like quote unquote like the B team or something. But he's been doing well. We'll see. Um, all right, let's move on to our questions. We got a lot of questions tonight, so let's just uh, run through these here. Um, Flo, who are your top five players to watch in League MX? Uh, top five. Top five. Um, see, it's kind of a kind of a wide open question. You could take it just five most exciting players, five young players, five people players that are maybe called up to the national team. So I'll just go with my five uh, 
five young players that I like I I try to tune in to to catch on uh Liga MX. Um of course we're gonna start off with um Chucky Lozano and uh Eric Gutierrez, um the two uh Pachuca players that I mentioned earlier. Um also um player that we uh mentioned earlier is gonna be um Arturo Gonzalez from uh, Atlas. Also, I'll go with uh, Dedos Lopez. And hmm, fifth player that I want to see in the Liga MX. We'll go with, uh, we'll just go with the obvious one, Sarcedo uh, Chivas. I don't know who you got. I know one of them is going to be Dedos Lopez, so who's the other four guys? <laughs> the other four... Um, I like watching uh, Chucky Lozano play. He's just an exciting player to watch, you know. A lot of hope in him. Do you guys think he should go to Europe in uh, January? I'd say wait till the summer. If he's going to make a move, I'd say wait till the summer. I'd say hold off maybe another another season. Yeah. Just because sometimes, you know, they get lost. Well, it would depend where he went. True. I mean, I'm hearing uh, Italy came in, tried to get him. Uh, I think Roma was the club. Try to get him last summer. I think he can break into an Italian uh, roster. Yeah, I, I feel more comfortable him going to one of those leagues as opposed to EPL. Yeah, send them to England or Spain. I, they they get lost all the time. No, it's not not good for the development. He could be one of those uh, fifty or forty, a hundred, or uh, I don't know how many Chelsea guys they got on loan. Flow yeah. how many? Uh, Twenty three. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. Who else is on that? Uh, your top five list. I'm saying Chucky, Dedos. I got Salcedo. Oh, not necessarily young players, but exciting. Uh, I like watching Gulli play. And fifth player, Omar Bravo. I don't know. I like. I'm still. I don't know. Not not Bravo. Jurgen Dam. He kind of got lost though in Tigres too. Nice play. I like. I like watching. Um, what's his name? The forward in the on Tigres, Ginak. Yeah. He's fun to watch. Like, yeah. scores crazy goals sometimes. All right. Well, you guys, my top five. I kind of put a little mix of young and just guys I like to watch: Chucky, Gulit, Ponchito, Ginak, and then I had Benedetto. That might be just because I'm a Club America fan, but. He's he's a really he's a complete forward. I I love watching him play. Who? Oh come on, man! <laughs> the guy that everyone's everyone comes at me on Twitter saying, "Oh, you gotta call him up, call him up." He's a Mexican citizen, and I have to tell him, "Hey, man, he has to live in Mexico for five years before he can get called up." <laughs> what is he? Uh, Argentinian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Couple more questions. Uh, who are your favorites going into the Ligia to win? Well, by I'm kind of biased. <laughs> the Chivas. Chivas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's your guys' pick. Uh, Chivas. Who else? Um, I don't know. Querétaro. The Lucas looking good too. Lucas looking. 
they just had like that shootout with America. That was that was a good game. That was exciting. Yeah. Who, else? Who else is looking good? Pumas. Pumas, yeah. Super yeah. leader. Pumas looking good. I think it's those top four. Yeah. I'm going to go with, you know, my pick, Club America. That's who I think's going to win. Yeah, they're doing well. I just, I just didn't want to say them. I know, I know. No, yeah. I know no one said anything about Club America. <laughs> no, that's what I, my top four was uh, the Luka, Pumas, America, and uh, Chivas. Chivas. <laughs> <laughs> that hesitation right there. Um, uh, Chivas. No, this is the best they've looked in a while. Like, That's honestly. not saying much, man. In a while, like, exactly, but we're up there, you know. They're, they're <laughs> like, in decent form right now. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's see what we got. Do you guys think Zlatan will come to Liga MX? No. I don't think so. All right, neither do I. I think I'll go to MLS. Yeah, because I think didn't they didn't they say that they're offering him to both MLS and Liga MX? So they're basically just saying, who wants him? Who wants to pay the money? Pretty much. Yeah, so I think right now MLS is the one that's going to be more likely going to be paying out that money just to have the name Slotan in the league. Yeah, I I just feel like him personally, he'd rather live in the U.S. than yeah, same. Live in Mexico, <laughs> just that kind of. I don't know. I I, I don't think he's ever been the type of guy that goes for the most popular. Whatever. I mean, he's never played in the Premier League. In Premier League, probably the most popular league. It's true. So, yeah. But I think that lifestyle, like Alvaro was saying, I think he'd rather live in America. Yeah. I can see him. I can see Alvaro cheering for him when he's 40 years old, playing for NYC, NYCFC, Yankee Stadium. I can also I could also see him in Mexico. Freaking. Chilling with the cartels on the weekend. Playing for Queretaro. Thursday, U17, Mexico against Nigeria, semifinals. Winner goes to the final. Mexico's lost the last three times they played Nigeria in the U17. Last no. last cycle, two years ago, they got whooped, I think, 6-1. to one. Um, Nigeria, I don't know what they do. They just keep, they're one of the more successful youth teams or youth uh, programs. But um, what's your score predictions? Yeah, I don't feel good about this game just because the history in Nigeria. Like like uh, like you mentioned, I was gonna say, just like Mexico, they seem to do well in the uh, in the youth tournaments. Um, I think it's. Truthfully, what I think it is, is they have pace everywhere. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like all the, their young teams just have pace everywhere, and it's tough for people to, to deal with. So I don't feel very good about this game, but, I mean, what am I going to do? Not pick Mexico to win, so <laughs> I'll pick them to win. I'll say 4-3, uh, to 4-3. Damn. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Flo. Like, I don't, I don't feel good about the matchup, but I think we're due for a win. <laughs> you, you sounded so convincing with that. I think we're due for a win. Two one, two one, Mexico. Grind out that win. Then you guys are gonna make me be the only one who's gonna pick against Mexico. I don't want to. <laughs> a America fan. Wow. <laughs> All right. You know what? One zero. Mexico. They're going to play with eight men in the back. <laughs> They're going to park uh, that bus. That's, that's, that's tough. It's a tough, tough matchup. Nigeria's been playing like South. 
with that pace Nigeria brings, it's, yeah. I, I, we, I mean, I just don't see it being a low-scoring game. If we're going to win, I see it. I see us just, you know, outscoring them. It would be a shootout. But if it does go to a shootout, Mexico's goalie has been one of the better keepers in the tournament. So, so there's that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say we have no chance, but the history is not in our favor. But we might be due for a win, because Waddle yeah, said so. We're due for a win, man. <laughs> Um, we were talking about transfers. People wondering, do you prefer Choa to continue his career overseas or come back to MLS slash Liga MX? Um, I think if you can find a team that's going to play him, uh, I think he can stay in, in Europe. When he was getting consistent playing time and he went into the World Cup having you know played consistently, he showed his he showed his his worth. He showed his form. He showed how good he could be. So I mean, I think he's definitely good enough to play in Europe uh, still, but he just needs to find a team that where he can play week in and week out. Uh, I think he needs to stay overseas. Yeah, he just needs to because, find a team. <laughs> just because he might as well stay there until the summer, get his you know, EU passport, and yeah, he'll be 30, 31 years old, but like I was talking about earlier, keepers age a little differently. So if he gets that passport, he'll be way more valuable overseas. But, yeah, if, I just hope Malaga maybe loans him out to some second division Spanish club, or hopefully they go on a Copa del Rey run and make it to the championship so he can get some playing time. Look good. Yeah, we all sound sad talking about Ochoa. <laughs> he just needs to play. He needs to find a. He needs a new agent. I don't know what the hell the agent did, but yeah, did a horrible job. Yeah, he did. But I hope he got paid and like, hope he made money. Yeah, but, that World Cup. Yeah, but how much money? I mean, how much money is he losing at the same time by not playing? You know, I don't see those Allstate commercials anymore. Well, he cut his hair. That's yeah, he true. cut his hair. <laughs> People true. don't recognize him anymore. The marketability. <laughs> well, okay, so this question wasn't from the fans, but I'm going to ask this question. Who looks better with shorter hair, Guardado or Memo? I got to say with Guardado. Same. I don't like that. I don't know what Memo's doing with that part when he parts his hair. I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I, think, I think Ochoa actually looks better. <laughs> <laughs> Ochoa looks more. Ochoa looks more dapper. Guardado just looks like a shaved alpaca man. Yeah. <laughs> if he's dropping dimes like he was today, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, that's true. All I know is that whatever haircuts in the field looks better, and Ochoa is not on the field. <laughs> uh, we got another question. This one's really. I think this could be a really interesting question. It would probably take us a long time to dissect it but let's just real quick <clears throat> Joel Tenna asks uh, what's keeping youth players from getting to the next level of their development in Mexico they get lost in the system I think it's the fact that managers get fired every what four months in Mexico on average and I think <clears throat> I think the short seasons hurt Youth development. Yeah. 
because it's not like EPL where it's like, well, this the season, it's a marathon. You know, we have 38 games. It's from August to May. Mexico is like, hey, playoffs start from beginning to end in like three months. We got to we gotta win now. And if I'm some coach, why do I – what – why do I start some U21 kid who might be awesome in a couple years, but you know what? I might not be here in a couple months. So I'm going to start that 32-year-old veteran guy who I know is decent. Does anyone disagree with that? No, I can see what, I see what you're saying. And, yeah, it, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah but, that could be part of the problem. I mean, the, 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 the problem was obviously that they're not playing. Um, but yeah, what you're saying could be part of the problem. Because it's like, unless you're a club that promotes from within, and you know this, hey, this is the plan, like Pachuca, or mm-hmm. even Chivas. Like Chivas go out and sign players, but you know they they bring up a lot of their kids from the academy, and even, and that's one of the things. Even though I'm a Club America fan, I don't like when Chivas are that bad, because they have one of the better academies. Even though some of their guys don't necessarily produce for them, they might go to different teams and. Liga MX, but they start off at Chivas, you know. And I think one of the things that that maybe people forget, but Liga MX used to have a rule where you had to give a certain percentage of minutes to U twenty one players. Yeah. And they went away with that rule. And I think they should bring it back. I didn't, I didn't even know they got rid of that rule. Yeah, they got rid of it. That sucks. So, I think they should bring back that rule, and that should cure some of it. And, and Copa MX does help because all these teams, they pretty much bring out their B team to play the Copa games, and fans might not necessarily like that, but if they want their team to develop these guys, where, are you, where else are you going to play them? If you're not going to play them in the league, you have to play them somewhere. Yeah, that's true. How has Pachuca done so well these last few years? They develop. They, they, they look for talent. players. And they they get players, they promote them. Yeah. I just wish more teams would, would follow in their footsteps. I mean, and teams like Mexico has produced all these, you know, great youth teams. Like, in the last couple, I think we're the, what, U17 champions, U20 champions, U22 champions, and Kakahev. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure these guys become pros. So... But then, the, you know, these kids also lose their spots on their teams to foreign players, and then you have foreign players that get citizenship. So, technically, they're Mexican, you know, they're Mexican players on the roster. Yeah. You're losing out, and then, you know, kids just get buried in, into the system, and they never they never see the field again. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying make that rule. You know, keep the rule with the U21 players and make it like you got to play, you know, U21 Mexican or Mexican national team eligible players have to play, you know, 6% of the minutes, you know, or whatever, whatever it used to be. Yeah, I just, I just didn't know they, they had done away with that rule. So. Yeah. So, because, oh, because owners are saying, why do we need this rule? You know, we're doing so well in all these youth tournaments. Why do we need the rule? Well, how many of those guys go on to actually become regulars? In League yeah. MX teams, you know, our first, our first um, under seventeen championship squad. How many players are still relevant today? Only a few. You got you got Vela, you got Gio. you got Vela, you got Gio Moreno, and 
Moreno. Chicharito. Well, you know, he wasn't really was on the team. But yeah, he was part of the yeah. team prior. And then everybody else kind of just got lost. Yeah. You got Araujo, who was the captain now. He's, I think he's in Querétaro, but he, he just didn't live up to his potential. Because he definitely got playing time on Chivas. And then, you know, you had guys like Efrain Juarez, who kind of flamed out. Yeah, they peaked early and then... But it comes down to the same thing, you know, they don't, they don't get the time to develop in league games. And I think one thing that needs to happen, and it's this is another thing that FMF would need to do, is improve the second division. Second division is a joke in Mexico. Teams get sold left and right. The second division was like a strong second division. If I'm if I'm Tuca and I'm you know I know Espericueta is not getting in minutes, but I, hey I know the you know I know this good organization in second division is gonna take you know take care of my players. I'll send him on loan. He'll get thirty starts in a year. You know. Mm-hmm. But the facilities and everything is so so par in second division. You think well I might as well just keep him here. He'll play his eight games a year in Copa MX. Yeah, and we need to look at, I think we need to look at what other countries that have developed well, who have, you know, shown that they develop well from the youth to the senior teams, see what they're doing as well. I think, we, I mean, we did it, I think, a few years back. Uh, then we go to, like, Germany, and we saw what Germany did. We watched, you know, all these, what yeah. Germany, we try to kind of emulate what Germany is doing, but I think we need to do more of that, too, because obviously what we're doing hasn't been the best route. And there's no one plan. I mean, I know that it's not like, oh, you fix this, you'll be fine. But mm-hmm. I think the owners need to need to do more because it just helps them. If you think about it, like, why do I pay this foreigner, you know, X amount of money when I can bring up this this kid from the academy and pay him peanuts, you know, for at least a couple seasons? But, yeah, I've always said we have the same problem as um as England. You know how England's league is very uh, diverse, so. Their players get lost in the system too. That's a pretty good analogy because England. You know what? No English players ever leave England. No, none, none. And then you look at the top teams in England, and they they have like the minimum required of English players. Well, they don't even have English players. It's just players trained in that country. Yeah. So say you're your English team, and you got this German kid who comes over when he's fifteen. Well, you know what? He counts as a homegrown by the time he's eighteen. So. Yeah. That's why, that's why their national team, you know, flames out usually. Yeah. That and they're really overrated, but that's a different thing. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I think that's who you compare us to in Europe. You know, we're 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 England in terms of national team. We don't we don't have like a setup for our youth our youth talent to succeed. Yeah. I just think they need to bring that bring back that rule. Yeah, they I, think it's, I think it's I think, I think it's like the easiest thing to do. Because you, there's no way you're gonna get the owners to agree to change the schedule back to a uh, one long season. There's yeah. just no way. They've seen the money with the playoffs, La Liga. Yeah, they're not going back. So I think you, you bring that rule back and FMF try to funnel some TV money to second division, help that help them out. Because I would love to see more teams send players to second division. To get some playing time 
that's what England does have. They got the, they got a strong, yeah, like top four divisions. You know, yeah, the Premiership is yeah, like Harry Kane. He was on loan to for like three four years in the lower division, and he kept working his way up. He was on a third division loan, second division. Next thing you know, he's like the new guy. Yeah, it's called the Championship, right? They yeah, have, they have a great yeah. league. Yeah, so. Uh, but League MX, it's like, oh, you get relegated? Oh, you, let me just buy another team, change their name, move them back to my hometown. This is a new team. <laughs> Shady stuff. Um, and then the second part to that question is, how can FMF, League MX fans support better? Um, I'm not really sure exactly what he means, but I'm going to take it as, one thing League MX, I know people don't like comparing league mx to mls but there's one thing mls does a million times better than league mx is social media social media yeah (laughs) like something happens in mls within five minutes there's a gif there's a vine from like the official accounts and you know what's going on league mx i'm like going through youtube channels trying to find like official highlights and then their website has gotten better but god man i think it's just a joke well, it's also, I think it's like copyright issues too, because there's, um, like Manuel Tiempo started recently tweeting out like, um, like 15 second videos of goals, but I can't watch them because it says, uh, not available in your country. It's blocked off. Yeah. Cause Univision or Telemundo probably own the rights in America. Yeah. But they don't, they won't tweet the stuff out. Yeah. The Univision app actually like has all the highlights on it, but I think social media is like is the way to go. And Mexico needs or Liga MX just needs to do a better job of promoting their stuff to English speaking fans. Well, some teams started. Yeah. Oh, some teams like started. Pumas like Santos started. Santos Pumas, I think, has an English. Pumas has one. Oh, and then some fans like there's that Pumas in English Twitter account. The guy who runs a website. He does a great job, and that's perfect. You know, maybe it might not be official, but fans right there and Santos is way behind it they're doing English content yeah it's just smart yeah I think I think uh, Liga MX is starting to reach more English speaking non non Mexican fans in the, in the United States like I have uh, random people come up to me who I know are not Mexican I know do not speak Spanish and they start asking me questions about Liga MX and they're like, oh yeah, I support Cruz Azul or I support America, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and yeah. then they're, they're like, yeah, I try to watch as many games as I can. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's that's cool, you know, that's cool. Yeah, because I mean, we're gonna be fans. Mexicans are gonna be fans because you know your parents are fans, you know, this are fans. But it's just just promote a little bit better. Americans will watch it. They they like they'll watch good stuff. Like they watch the EPL, but you know what? Liga MX ratings still beat the EPL in America, like by hand over fist. Every single Liga MX game pretty much beats every MLS game or EPL game. The argument that I would make is, um, if Bayer Leverkusen can start tweeting in Spanish, there's no reason Liga MX can't tweet in English. You know? Yeah. And that's that's only one player that yeah. they're focusing on. Yeah. So imagine. And there's plenty of Americans in Liga MX, or at least, at least plenty of English-speaking players, you know? All yeah. the Mexican-Americans who go down there. 
Yeah, and you would think with the Ronaldinho going there, it was the perfect opportunity to start doing stuff. But even when Ronaldinho was there, it was it was hard to find his highlights. It was hard to find anything, just because of the the content wasn't there. They also need to set up like, you know, make it easier to get merchandise. Yeah, like getting a Ronaldinho jersey. A real one. A lot of people wanted it, but getting an authentic, like a real one, was it was hard. Like it even took getting any team, getting any team's jersey yeah. in the U.S. like yeah. official is hard. The only yeah. jersey I ever see, and it's only because I live by a, or I, I work by an Adidas outlet store. They have uh-huh. Chivas stuff there, just because, you know, that's one of their big sellers. I bet. But if I, yeah, if I like, want to get like a the kit, get, the name and number, you know, yeah. it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Name and number? No. You got to go to the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted that black Marco Fabian Chivas kit from me a few years back so bad. Never got it. That black and blue one was crazy. <laughs> and I hear that from people all the time on Twitter. Oh, that's a sick kit. Too bad I can never buy it. Yeah, too bad I can never get it. <laughs> so there's one thing, Lee MX, just get better with social media. Get better with things like that. Try to reach out to English-speaking fans. And it's, it's just if you want us, if you want more money to flow in, you're gonna need to try to do that because it's good to reach all the Hispanics and everything. But you know, gringos like soccer too, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's man. And I'm telling you, every time the TV ratings come out, I see MLS people like, oh yeah, this. Galaxy San Founders game got 250. And I'm like, yeah, this random Pumas Toluca game on a Sunday afternoon got 400,000 people. Like, <laughs> on Univision Deportes. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, yeah, that was a great question, Joel. Thanks for that. That was good. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on? The Liga Mackey final tomorrow. Uh, the Copa MX? Uh, yeah, Copa MX. So, Chivas and, um, you playing Leon? Yeah. Yeah. I got Leon 3-2. That's my score prediction. <laughs> <laughs> With Dedos Lopez, the two goals. And uh, Golit, three goals? or? <laughs> nah, bro. Two goals. One goal by by your favorite player, Gallito. Alright, alright. <laughs> no predictions? Man. I think close game. 2-1 two, two Chivas. Thank God, two, one Bravo goal and one Marco Fabian goal. Ooh, all right. I go two yeah, one as well. Assists, <laughs> 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 you gotta get that plug in. I go uh, two one as well, Chivas. I say, uh, I say Marco Fabian scores both goals. Mm. I don't think uh, Club America got very far in uh, Copa Mex. <laughs> Too busy winning the Cocker Half Champions League, you know? No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, anything else you guys want to go plug? Um, right, no, well. I, think, I think we did a good job coming back after that month-long break. Yeah. Alvaro, tell the fans where they can find you crying about the Mets. I'm, I'm over that loss, I think. 
Well, tell the fans where they can find you crying about the uh-huh. Arsenal loss tomorrow. <laughs> find me on Twitter at underscore dos uno, D-O-S-U-N-O. Everyone, please be gentle to him. Flo, where can the fans find you at? Uh, you can find me at the real Flo, um, F-L-O. I'll be uh, crying about Chelsea's poor season. Yo, what's going on with Mourinho, man? Real quick, is he gonna survive? I don't know. I think he is gonna survive just because it's, it's him. But any other manager, I think, would be gone. But him, I think they're gonna they're gonna give him a a, a longer leash. Yeah, we'll see. If he, if he fights any more referees, I think that might be it for him. I think he survived just because they don't really have anybody to bring in right That's now. True. That's true. All right. Well. I'm Raul. You can find me at underscore bones on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Bull season. I'm happy. Crying. So anyone tell me about the Bulls. He's going to be crying about Derrick Rose's injury. All right. Don't worry. I'll edit that out of the final podcast. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the questions. If you have any more questions, let us know. Let us know what you want to hear in the podcast. We're out. Thanks.